The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Hey, Go Country listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Brothers on Law, Zoom edition. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. Hey, Rob. And, you know, um, we follow the mortgage mom and we want to give a shout out to her. Thanks, Debbie. Great show. Great show. And Rob, you know, we're going to talk about a couple of issues today. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? Because I was, I tell you what was on my mind. You know what I did the other day? I went to an inspection of a uh, a little pump it's a pump that pumps water and the uh the thing uh that happened to my client was he's using this pump it stops working he opens up the top of it to see if there's a clog or if you know he needs to add water to the thing to get it primed or something like that and steam hot steam comes shooting out scalding hot water and burns his hand uh, burns the skin off the bone practically oh, no. and he had to have uh, like six or seven surgeries and he's still undergoing all kinds of stuff it's just brutal and there's just nothing on this pump that says it gets hot water he was pumping ice cold water when this happened Gee, just what's from the a pump for pump. sorry what's the pump for so it's like a you know like a construction area pump oh, you, know, okay. you got dirty water and you want to pump it away yeah. you could use it same oh. thing you could use the same pump so it's a submersible thing. You could probably mm-hmm. put it in a in a pool to get out water or whatnot. Is, you know, is that called is, a sump pump? Is that a sump pump? Uh, it's not quite similar. a sump pump, but it works on a similar premise. You know that it's just there to to remove unwanted water. Sounds right. like so, the manufacturer was liable to me. Yeah, and, and I'm not yeah. a lawyer. Producer yeah. Cam has a good point. <laughs> that's where we're going. That's, that's where, where we're going, going today. Yeah, and that's called what, Rob? Well, we we call it. We, we call that strict product liability or just product liability. And that, that is, you know, if you have a dangerous or defective product that doesn't uh, function the way it's anticipated to function or it has some other um, defect or problem with it that causes, uh, that hurts somebody, the manufacturer uh, often can be liable for that. Yeah. And, and guess what? You know, we're just really lucky to have a new member of our firm yeah. who has expertise in product liability. And we're very excited. And we're going to introduce him on our show. Now, now, Larry, don't get all excited. Don't get too excited because, you know, this fellow I'm talking about happens to be my brother's son. Yeah. He's my nephew. Your, yeah. This is Michael Mandel. And uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to brother. Welcome to the firm. And welcome to the show, Brothers Online. Yeah, welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here. All right. All right. So let me tell you, since it's your son, Larry, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell the world a little bit about Mike. Sure. I'm so proud of this guy. He uh, went to USC as an undergrad, got a degree in communications, top of his class pretty much, and just killed it at USC. 
And then he wants to go immediately to law school, which he does, and he gets accepted into Duke Law, top 10 uh, law school in the country. And I think they take maybe one out of five, maybe one out of five people who apply. Uh, and you got to, you know, you got to have the credentials to even apply. That's a big so, deal. It's a big deal. It's a big meeting Mike in person. You'd never know. I mean, yeah, I don't know how, how this kid does it. But anyway, he's a well, humble I have kid. To say, <laughs> ladies that are listening, yeah. Mike is a looker, you he's know, all looker. that brains and, you know, he's a looker. So, yeah. you know, watch I, I out. Go, I, go look him up on, you know, social media. Yeah, man. He's it going places. Yeah. And so, and, and so the, the reason, <laughs> the reason why he has expertise in product liability is for the last uh, since he started practicing law he didn't join us uh, immediately he went to a big firm he got recruited uh, right out of law school went to a big firm that does product liability defense work and he's been doing that stuff uh and now has decided to don a white hat and come over to the good guys right. and and work with his dad which we'll see how that works out but it should be okay it's probably going to be harder working with your uncle than your dad. You well, know? that's a given. <laughs> that, that we know. Yeah. We, we know he's a little difficult, Mike. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. All right. So, Mike, well, what, you know, tell us, just give us, the, our listeners, a rundown of what product liability means. What does it mean to have a, 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 a manufacturer or, or someone else liable or, you know, exposed to uh, a, a litigation over a, uh, a product of some kind. Yeah, sure. So product liability uh, law is basically when any type of product that someone buys uh, hurts someone. And there's a couple different ways that a product can hurt someone. Uh, and there's different theories that people can go through to get money for being hurt uh, by a product. Okay. So one of the first ones is failure to warn. Uh, which is when the manufacturer fails to warn you of a danger or harm associated with the product. And a common example of that is, you know, plastic bags and packaging. You might have seen the warnings that say keep away from children because it could suffocate them. Right. And, you know, before that, they didn't have those warnings. And, and that's why certain children got, you know, injured or, or even died. Oh, wow. Um, so that's one of the one of the ways, and if, you know, anyone's out there. And, and I just want to I want to touch on that just for one sec. It's probably annoying to people at this point when because you've probably seen that warning on on so much plastic wrap and so many plastic bags. It's like make your head spin how many times you've seen it, and it's like duh, right? But children had to die before they put those warnings on that plastic wrap and those plastic bags. Right, Mike. Yeah, and a lot of times, that's correct. Due to our, you know, lawyers going for it and showing how the product is defective, or they did not warn. That's how the law. That's how the things change. Yeah, you know, that's how the manufacturer then changes it and complies. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and that warning thing is the same thing for your pump, Rob, that you're mentioning. No right. warning on it. Right, right. That's going to be our theory for sure. Yeah. So what else, Mike? These lawsuits make products safer, and that's why if something happens to, to someone you know involving a product, you want to you want to bring a lawsuit so that it's safer for everyone who uses these products. The second way to recover money on product liability lawsuits is called manufacturing defect, which is when a product has an unintended defect in it, meaning that it departed from its design. So a common example of that would be 
a swing set that has a uh, broken or crack in the chain. A crack that came that way. It came that way with the crack, right? The manufacturer didn't intend to have a crack in the swing set's chain, because obviously it would be a, a dangerous thing. Um, right. But if someone's using that swing set and it cracks and they fall down and injure themselves, that would be a manufacturing defect. So that's another way that products can harm people. Okay. The last one is, is called a design defect. And that's when the product is actually manufactured correctly, but something in the way they designed it makes it dangerous to people who use it. Okay. So an example of that would, would be um, a car that's designed to be too top-heavy and you take a sharp turn and it rolls over. Right. The product, the product, the car was made how they wanted it to be, but it was made incorrectly and it hurts people. Right. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, it's producer Cam from the Brothers on Law Show. As 2020 comes to a close and we all couldn't be happier about that, we want to wish everyone health and happiness for the new year. Remember to be kind and stay safe. From all of us, from the Brothers on Law to you, thank you and let the scales of justice tip in your favor. We've worked with pretty much all all three of those kinds of uh, uh, faulty products, right, Larry? Oh, yeah. And one comes to mind. I think we talked about it in another show. We had a client who um, was a professional mountain bike rider and also a sous chef. So he was, you know, like a high-end chef. Interesting guy. Yeah. Smart, smart guy. guy. Really cool guy. Anyway, he was, because he was a professional mountain bike rider, uh, manufacturers, bicycle manufacturers were giving him like demos to, you know, for bicycles and other accessories to try out. And right. they provided him with a fork, like a, a high end mountain bike fork. And he had tested it out and gone up into the trails. And then he was on basically the flats on PCH area, Santa Cruz. And he's just riding along minding his own business and the fork just breaks and he goes flying forward, smashes his head. And he unfortunately had a, a brain injury as a result Completely of that. changed this guy's personality. Oh my God, it was he frontal lobe injury. Run. Yeah. My God, you, you just, it was gut wrenching. Yeah. I remember him well. Yeah. And it, you know, it he, he couldn't speech, be thinking. Yeah. He had to live with his parents. He had to go move in with mom and dad. And he was no longer going to be a sous chef in Mm -mm. uh, anymore. And, and I think the mountain bike career went out the tubes as well. They went through extensive physical therapy. I mean, uh, therapy, you know, speech therapy and things like that, because his speech was completely different, you know, Uh, you know, I just want to clarify he, this fork, you know, if you talk about a bicycle fork, a lot of us know what that is, but it's, we're talking about the front uh, pieces of metal that are holding the wheel in place. Right. Front wheel. Yeah. Front wheel. And um, the thing, the whole thing cracked off Mm -hmm. such that the wheel went with it. And all he had while he was riding along was handlebars, basically, and a couple of inches of metal below the handlebars. And the thing flew down to the pavement so fast, he didn't even have time to put 
put his hands out to break his fall. Yeah. And that's why he hit his head. Yeah, that's what broke his fall, his head. Unfortunately, he had a helmet, but still, it, it didn't help uh, because of the force of impact. Yeah. So yeah. then the, the question was, was, was this fork defective? Was it a defective fork product? Right. Or was it just some kind of fluke thing or human error? And what we did is we had, we actually bought another fork um, from right. someplace in Canada and they sent it to us. And we also got their specifications. The manifer, it was manufactured in Taiwan and we got their man, ultimately got the uh, specifications of how it was supposed to be manufactured. And it turned out when we compared it with the uh, other fork that we had ordered, it was missing like a little, um, this little ring washer that was yeah. supposed to reinforce the integrity of the strength right. of the fork. And we had to, we had to bring in a guy from Colorado, you know, this bicycle expert, but yeah. you know, the interesting thing about that case was, and I want to ask Mike about this was that orig originally when we didn't have the comparative fork, um, we took it to this other guy, this metal, uh, what's called a metallurgist or just mm -hmm. a, a metal metals expert. Mm -hmm. And he, he said, Oh, wow. I, I think maybe your guy got his caught, his foot caught in the uh, spokes and that caused so much force that it shredded the fork off. Yeah. And <laughs> so we were like know, looking at each other. We, I remember that we were all gathered I was thinking, together. Maybe this guy must work for the defense. He doesn't work for us because how could you, how could, how could somebody's foot cause so much force to, to shred metal like that? But, but he was like didn't. a professional bike rider, right? I mean, he, no, yeah. oh, our, our guy, client, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. And that so would how not make he wouldn't any get sense. his foot yeah. stuck in the But spoke. even if you don't, you know, what happens then is the spokes just break. It, it doesn't, it, you can't break a fork that way. And so they have a metal urge just you know this expert telling us it was weird and it, and mike what it brings to mind to me is creative defenses that manufacturers come come up with what now you were on the defense side for uh, several years so you know about that T tell us a little bit about that well you know the defense strategy is always to delay 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 uh, make it as hard as possible for the person suing and the attorney representing that person uh, to recover any type of money yeah, uh, there's all sorts of different creative theories that uh, defense will come up with normally with the assistance of an expert uh, to explain why certain things, you know, happen the way they did. Um, but it's, you know, all of it is it kind of stresses a point, at least based on my six plus years of experience doing defense, that uh, it really depends on the plaintiff's attorney and the person representing that that person that, that is hurt, uh, because we had some firms that would be lazy and didn't do anything and we would stomp all over them and other right. firms that were aggressive and fought back and, and made sure that they were, um, you know, putting up the fight and, and putting us through as much work as we were putting them through, um, yeah. which is something, you know, Mandel trial lawyers always tries to That's do. As we well. do. We go for the fight. Have you been hurt in a car crash or injured in a motorcycle or bicycle collision? Call the brothers. I'm Rob and Larry and I are the brothers on law. Let us handle your case and get you the justice you deserve. So call the brothers for a free consultation at 800-310-7113. That's 800-310-7113. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. Going back to the, the, the mountain biker case, 
a fork thing, you know, that was, you know, so if we were to accept that original assessment by the metallurgists and then the defense would have just railroaded us. But we, we just dug around for another expert to take a look at the situation. And he says, you know what, why don't you get a, get a sample fork, make sure it's exactly like the, the one that he had. And, and, and which just didn't seem like it was going to be any different, but as it turned out, it, it, it was. It was a yeah. manufacturing error. And well, and in the specifications and the diagram, it showed that they had to put that little reinforcement ring in there. Yeah. And it, but was it wasn't there. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't there. No. So let me ask you, uh, did you, pre- I, I, I feel like I, oh, yeah. I did you prevail? I, I assume oh, we, yeah. we got him seven figures. Well, wow. He, he, you know, he, his life was changed. He got the forever. policy limit. That's for yeah. sure. Which yeah. was seven figures. Right. Uh, it's sad because like, you know, he, he will, oh, he will be forever changed because of that incident. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes to you guys that you just felt that that wasn't right. That what that uh, metal or the metal guy told you and yeah. you knew that something else was going on. And once again, you continued to find the truth and dig it out until you found the justice that this guy deserved. Right. And I really think that that is what makes great attorneys. And Thank I you. just love hearing stories like that. Mike, I can't, I'm happy that you're now on the side of the guys with the capes rather than <laughs> the villains. And I know you're going to do great things. Well, look at, they trained him for us you know what i'm saying so it's like all good you know and um you know it's good to know how how the other side thinks you know you you really want to know that and respect it because sometimes they're right you know and you got to know when you know when to fold them kind of thing gotta know when to hold them yeah when to fold them right Know when to walk away and know when to run. Exactly. We don't yeah. ever run, though. We don't ever run. But no, yeah. never. It, you think yeah. it's a good time for the Mandel message box? Yeah, I have a Mandel message box uh, question. Cool. Read it to us. Hi, this is Sherry from Westchester. I bought a skin scrub from a pushy guy at a kiosk. The scrub caused a horrible reaction on my skin, and it still hasn't gone away. I'm currently seeing a dermatologist. Do I have any recourse legally? Thanks, Robin, Larry. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think, Mike? Uh, I mean, I, it would have to depend if there were some type of warnings. Um, you know, skincare products are, can always be a little tricky. What do you guys think of this one? Well, we've had similar cases, and I think we've talked about on prior shows where I know I had a, a client that went in for uh, to put on the uh, highlights and whatever they in her put hair. on her, in her hair, a hair product. product. Yeah. And whatever they put on it just burned the heck out of her scalp. She had a giant bald spot, like a guy who's going bald in the back of her head. And it didn't, you know, all the hair never grew back properly. And so we brought in action that, you know, they, whatever they mixed, uh, as, as the product and, and, you know, was highly, you know, toxic, abrasive, toxic. And, you know, a lot of times they do a skin test and they didn't do a skin test. They put it like in your, the inside of your uh, wrist or something, and they see how you're going to react to it, you know, on a very small level before they start pouring the stuff on your head. Now that sounds more like the user, didn't know how to use right. the product, yeah. and it was a, and because it was a, a hairdresser, mm-hmm. they were liable, they were negligent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but right. but did we did we go after the manufacturer too in that case? No, because as you pointed out, it was a mixture at the salon itself. Okay. 
Yeah, I think Mike brought up a good point, though, that let's say this uh, abrasive uh, skin product that that hurt um, our listener uh, had a warning on there that that was kind of similar to the the hair product thing that says, you know, test a very small area first or, you know, careful. Some people might have an allergic reaction. Then then would would the manufacturer then not be liable, Mike? It would, you know, it comes down to how specific the warning was and, you know, the injury that the person um, had. So sometimes, uh, you know, they have generalized warnings that didn't really specifically say that you could have a rash that lasts for months or years or, or whatever, you know, is the case with this person who is asking the question. Um, if it's if it just said something along the lines of you may have an adverse reaction, that might not be specific enough. Uh, if they're, you know, if this person and I guess others as well actually have a condition after using it that lasts for a long time. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is that let's say there's just no warning on this thing or an insufficient warning, as you say, then it sounds like what you were talking about before, a design uh, defect where, yeah, some people uh are fine with this thing but other people are going to get this really bad reaction and you know you're just sitting there at some mall kiosk peddling this stuff and letting anyone just buy it and subjecting people to possible injury from it so it sounds like our listener um may have a case there and probably should call us or call someone like us and and let it you know get a little deeper into it a little uh and dig a little deeper. Yeah, well, that in mind, though, there would be the person at the kiosk and also the manufacturer. So there'd be two people or two entities that might be. Hey, yeah, that's right. That's right. Explain that a little bit, Mike. So the first entity would be in the negligence of the person who um, instructed that the user how to use it or, or put it on the person. Um, and then the, the second uh, liable party could be the manufacturer for the uh, ingredients that it decided to use, which, as you say, would be a design defect. Right, right. But in general terms, now here's another point, though, that I think Larry was touching on this, is that if you have a defective product, everybody involved in putting that uh, product into the stream of commerce on the market is potentially liable or responsible for the person the person who got hurt. And here's what I mean by that. Let's say you get hurt by a defective car. The brakes don't work on the car or, you know, in the, I, I talked about in another show where the, the uh, car was not particularly crash worthy and it had a, a weak seat belt and allowed someone to hit their head when he, when he uh, hit another uh, uh, object. And, um, in that instance, of course, the car manufacturer could be at fault and could be liable, but also the dealership that sold the car, even though they had no hand in designing it, no hand in manufacturing it. Under the California laws of strict liability, the people selling the defective product are also potentially and equally potentially liable. Yeah, in the chain of distribution. Yeah, and if, if there's a middleman, too, somewhere in that process of how the car got to the dealership, they right. should be liable. Exactly. 
But I exactly. have a hard time thinking that this person, probably working for, uh, you know, very close to minimum wage at the mall, the, the pushy, you know, people selling the mineral scrubs or whatever, I feel like I've been approached by them a million, million one times, um, has any idea what they're actually selling or that, you know, going after the guy selling it. No, no, no. Not, not the, in, the employee. The, the employee is automatically indemnified by the company they work for. Okay, got it. Okay, so, yeah. you know, some some worker, like you say, sitting behind a cosmetic desk that happens to sell someone a, a bad product for whatever reason, it's a bad product, that person is not liable. It's It would okay. be the company that is the um, employer of that person. Right? And the seller of the product. The seller being the the employer of the person who's actually ringing it up. But, you know, the, the worker doesn't have individual liability. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, it's producer Cam from the Brothers on Law Show. As 2020 comes to a close and we all couldn't be happier about that, we want to wish everyone health and happiness for the new year. Remember to be kind and stay safe. From all of us, from the Brothers on Law to you, thank you and let the scales of justice tip in your favor. So I guess the takeaway from this, from for Sherry from Westchester, is read the label. And if you know, take it to an expert like Rob, Larry, Mike, and how do they get to you guys? They call us at 818-886-6600, or they can call us on our 800 number, which is 800-310-7113. That's 818-886-6600. Or 800-731. No, no. I'm no, sorry. no. 800-310-7113. There you go. Wow. Just trying to repeat those numbers, man. <laughs> so whatever. Um, I mean, is there any other? We're, we're getting I want to talk to Mike here. more. Mike. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, How's more it Mike. working? And we only have a moment. But yeah. I want to know, what's it like working with your dad and your uncle? Well, it's a little different now because of COVID and, and us being all remote. Um, normally my uncle probably would be pestering me or something probably. Uh, if I was in the office next door, but I've already given think, him like, like 20 cases that I want all worked up like yesterday. Are you, are the, they done uh, yet, Mike? Are they done? Are they no, finished? I'm working on it. All right. All right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I love it. It's every day I, I wake up, um, excited to, to work and, and feel good about it because everything I'm doing is helping out my family as well as helping out uh, our clients. And, you know, that's just important to me. I didn't have that feeling uh, before when I worked for a big corporation. I love that. And I, I just want to say, I really, really love your dad and uncle. I think they're great at what they do. They really believe in the truth and fighting for people and getting them justice. And I just really happy that you're on the team. So welcome and glad you could be on Brothers on Law. Thank nice. you. Thank you. Nice. Well said, producer yeah. Cam. Thank you, Cam. Yeah, Mike, nice. and thank you for joining our show and helping us explain product liability to our listeners. And of course, it's a big area of law. You couldn't even, we're, we haven't even, you know, uh, scraped a little bit off the iceberg, but um, 
you know, it is it is something to be aware of, you know, because a lot of people don't realize that uh, this is one of the few areas where there is strict liability. So you don't have to necessarily prove negligence. You just have to prove that they had a product, they put it out there into the stream of commerce. It, it had some problem or issue with it that was dangerous to people when they did so. And then as a result of that defect, someone got hurt. Have you been hurt in a car crash or injured in a motorcycle or bicycle collision? Call the brothers. I'm Rob and Larry and I are the brothers on law. Let us handle your case and get you the justice you deserve. So call the brothers for a free consultation at 800-310-7113. That's 800-310-7113. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. Yes. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up and say our goodbyes until next Saturday, guys. And if okay. you any part of the show or you want to hear some, you know, want to hear a previous show, go to YouTube or Brothers on Law or iTunes. And if you have a legal question or a show topic, give us a ring at, uh, I think we have that number down, don't we, Rob? 800-310-7113. And y'all stay yeah. tuned for the Custody Queens, okay? Yeah. And a big thank you to all our listeners and stay safe out there, please. And we look forward to being here next week on Saturday at 8 a.m. on Go Country 105. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.